What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Thank you so much for listening to DNVR Biz. For the 95% of you that are listening to this through a mobile device, I would really appreciate it if you opened up that app right now and gave this a five-star review. It's the only way for this podcast to become more visible and reach more people. Thanks again. That's why I smack niggas like you. Oh. It ain't even your fault, it's your mother's fault. Oh. I'ma smack that bitch when I see her. Hey, yo. I come from Brownville, you come from who cares? Sun got root stairs. Welcome to the DNVR Biz Podcast. I'm Brandon Spano, and we are going to jump right to it today as we have on one of my favorite people, guy that's been with me for four or five years now i he he might know the exact date on that i'm not sure he does everything around here a little bit of everything or a lot of bit of some things but a little bit of everything at least and a guy that has ended up meaning a lot to me and the company in general so without further ado Andre Simone, how you doing, man? Doing good. Pleasure to be here, Brandon. Yeah. What an intro. I appreciate it. Yeah, I you know, I, I if I was doing a separate you know, file on this, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I would have even elaborated even more and really stroked your ego, but okay. since you're sitting right next to me and we got to get going on this thing. Yeah, that's right. You just got a quick little bur- So, I like it. tell the people who the hell you are and what the hell you do. That's a loaded question right there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, just a sports fanatic that I guess what I do here at DNVR really is a little bit of everything. Yeah. I've uh, I've been quite blessed with that. So, no, I, you know, I help out with some of the business stuff. That's something you and I kind of decided on a year and a half ago. And I'd say that's gone well with us kind of being able to lean on each other with that kind of stuff. You've been uh, such a hands-on CEO and building this thing from the ground up i don't think people realize how much i mean really anything we've done you've got your hands on to start with yeah yeah anything you've asked your employees to do you've almost certainly done yourself and so you know it turned out you had a lot of shit on your plate i'm i apologize i don't know if i can use no 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 we say shit on this good we even say fuck on this oh my gosh i've made it big now you'd think i know since i I produced i I, I try not to do too many of them but uh if sometimes if i want something to really hit hard you can drop the f-bomb in there i already used it on this show oh boy yeah that's what we need to teach kids right is instead of use not using curse words use them in the right context when it's really meant yeah use it when you need a little bit of you need a little bump you need a little emphasis a little oomph yeah yeah Yeah. you know the thing is you're right yeah you know i think for me i have to understand everything that we're doing yeah and it hasn't gotten to a point yet where that's a detriment there might be a point where maybe it's not important for me to understand everything but i 
But but I like to, like when we start selling merch, I need to know how do we ship it? How do we measure them? How do we fold the shirts? How do we stock the inventory? Yep. What's the ship station thing like? What's right. the Shopify thing like? <laughs> right. How what do the ads look like? Yeah. Like I so I launch the first of everything, you yeah. know, and go yeah. through that. And then once I get it, I'm like, okay, then it shows someone else how to do right. it, then it's off to the races. But right. I, I need to I need to get it. And that's just like my own personal thing. Yeah, but yeah, totally. so you're right. So what happens is over time. I ended up just having, I was doing all of it. I mean, at one time, I was like creating all of our ads. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, you know, you know, building the landing pages. Yeah, no. So, you know, what happens is that eventually, you know, you're doing a ton of stuff and you keep thinking, well, I'm going to learn this and then I'm going to send it off to someone else. And not everything gets sent off to someone else. Right. So right. before you know it, we got to a certain point yeah. where it was just too much, you know, and then I said, okay, I need some help on this. And so... You were, you know, you're somebody that can come in and do so many things. And so you were doing, you were heading our analytics and we can get into how you started and how that whole thing started, which was great. But you know, that was one of the things like we've tried so many things. Some of the stuff have, have yeah. been grand slams. Yeah. Some of them are just single shots. Some of them are, are, are foul balls um, I know. or, or strikeouts, you know? I'm glad and, I'm still here, man. There were times where I felt like I'd been failing my way upwards. You know, that's and, not a spot uh, you want to be in. You know, the analytics department was kind of a strikeout, but we had to go through that stuff. That yeah. was we learned a lot. The 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 serving of live stats. Oh yeah, uh, we learned that game. Yeah, we were serving our own Excel sheets live. Yeah, what that looks like on the back end. Right. You know how to iframe that code and yeah. stuff. Like it was crazy. Yeah, automating all these algorithms, yeah, yeah, calculated yeah. stuff. Automating yeah, algorithms. Well. So there was a, a update. Uh, the charts, all the yeah. rosters, all the bios. We created all that stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, just merchant analytics. We, uh, yeah. As you can imagine, all the steps we're describing. There's a lot to go into that. So it started to become too much for you, and I've. I just happened to be the guy at the office. Well, so, and so, 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 so analytics were done and I said, okay, well, you know, you still provided a bunch of stuff, the film analysis, sure, sure. Uh, draft pod, right. you know, I mean, you still did a ton of other yeah. stuff. And I said, well, let's, let's, let's close down the analytics, at least in the capacity right. that we were doing them. Yeah. Let's continue to game grades, this other stuff, but why don't you come help me on the business side? Yeah. Help me keep track on our data, subscription data. I mean, people don't realize how dynamic our back end is. Right. I mean, our subscription analytics alone, I mean, the, the, the final algorithm on the final line to determine, to give us our subscription goal is like 17 cells, <laughs> right. like a, like a, a formula that has 17 well, cells yep. highlighted in it. So anyway, it's, it's, it's really dynamic. You've helped with a ton of that stuff. And then you still go on and do, uh, a lot of our our you know content uh, you know as far as film reviews and and being on the betting pod now right. because we launched bets we launched before DNVR bets we launched something called BSN ATS, ATS yeah. and uh, that didn't do anything uh, this That's bets right. thing is a huge <laughs> success compared to ATS but we had fun on ATS <laughs> I'm glad finally Remember? ATS was great man that was a blast that was another big learning experience you know and. What kind of communities can we build? What can we do on that more betting specific content? How is a weekly podcast on betting going to do? And working with that sponsor at the time in my book, he said that was a useful experience as well. Yeah, we had lots of fun with that. Oh, yeah. I forgot we did have a sponsor back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. My bookie. We did it all for them. That was crazy. You know, to 
Oh man, I just totally forgot about that. I remember my bookie was said, "Hey, we're gonna pay like this amount a month," and it was like, <laughs> I remember it was like I don't know, it was like four or five thousand dollars a month right, or something. Right. And I literally at that time, when was this? Like 2017 or something? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like. I told Lindsay, I'm like, you're never going to believe <laughs> how much money they want to pay. You Isn't know, it's kind of crazy to think yeah. about that, yeah. you know? Oh, I mean, comparative to where we are now in this nice studio at the top of the DMVR bar, to think back to that, it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, you've been through all of that. So I kind of yeah. stole the show here because I was talking a lot. No, no. We've done a lot of stuff Glad. together, me yeah. and you. you in, in our old corporate office, we shared an office together. So we're, I mean... Thick as thieves over here. That's right. I'm not sure if we want to use that term in the business <laughs> podcast, but let's let's talk about this. So your start, how you got into originally yeah. BSN, how you got into the fold. I had a weird period. I moved to the States to go to college from so, Italy. Okay, right. Of course, you, you wouldn't know listening to this podcast. I grew up in Italy. That's where my dad's from. But my mom's from here in Lakewood. So we'd visit in the summers and I came to school in Colorado up in the mountains at Western State and found a job out of college. You know, the market had kind of crashed because I graduated in 09. So it wasn't a great time to be finding a job with the housing market and everything. But I found some translation work. It paid well and the, the hours were really spread out. So I'm working like 40 hours a month, but making more money than I'd ever made before. So I was kind of living the life in my early 20s and then had some tragedy with family um, and went into a bit of a quarter life crisis and said, you know, I'm just wasting my life away. Yeah. And so I, I just started writing about sports and doing podcasts anywhere I could. And where I could was for these Italian blogs. So I was writing in Italian. And I built up these communities and built up a following, started writing in English, and my editor would translate it in Ryan Italian. Ryan may or may not have spent the last four <laughs> years of his life teaching Andre how to write I properly mean, in English. Truly. And so then, you know, my then girlfriend, now wife, was saying, you know, it's time to turn this into a career or find a real career. So she put pressure on me and I was starting to get credentialed to go to draft stuff like pro days and what have you. And that's where I saw Justin Michael wearing his BSN Denver badge. Yeah. Are you sure it was Justin Michael? It was Justin Michael. Okay, he okay. was probably covering his first event for BSN. He was there with Rich Kurtzman. Um, oh, 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 because, because Justin was originally, I forgot, yeah, BSN yeah, way Rams. back in the day, yeah. he was a BSN Rams like yeah. intern guy. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, started yeah. like at the same time. Right, right, right. And that's how I got my in at BSN. Dude, that's like 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Ty Sambrilo's Pro Day, so it might oh, be 2015. okay, okay. And so, yeah, I reached out to BSN Denver yeah, that's and was like, yeah. hey, I was at this event credentialed that you guys were at. I can write about college football and football and basketball and need any help. And I heard back from the Rams beat and started writing Rams film rooms. And those blew up pretty quickly. I mean, they were all on Bleacher Report. So the Rams oh, feed the, became yeah, like that, the BSN Rams feed on Bleacher Report. That was the old Report. Bleacher Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was when we were in the page view game. Yeah. Dude, yeah. what a dumb game not subscription but but it really is just a dumb game it's 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 a it's a meaningless game but yeah. but yeah back then i don't know why i'm i'm, I'm so emotionally charged against <laughs> page views right now um but uh but yeah uh that was that i remember and every time something would hit bleacher report we'd be like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah exactly so yeah so so you and then 
Rich ends up going and doing something else, and right. we say, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then you, you then you can't do this, and we have a uh, Rich leaves, and and then uh, so this is 2015, then yeah. And then I think at some point, I, I don't remember when, but we met because Ryan said, hey, we need to, this kid's just going to go. We need to take a look at this guy. Right. And Ryan had his eye on you. And so right. uh, Ryan said, hey, let's set this up. He set up the meeting at Blake Street Tavern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's about the limit. So do you remember, like, what was that like? For, like, what was that day? And then, like, what was all that? Like, what was the behind the scenes on that? A couple days prior, I'd met with another publication to kind of shop around and see what the deal was. They had insinuated they would pay me some money for my writing, you know, a couple hundred dollars. So that was a life change. To be told, I will pay you for your written opinions on football was a life-changing moment for me. I, I cried on the car ride home. I was so happy. This was a, an, a dream I could never reach. I could barely write in English, as you've pointed out. So that switch was huge. And then the next week to meet with you guys was a big moment. So I was scared shitless meeting you guys. Uh, but then the, the things you sold, you sold me on were huge. I mean, you talked most of the meeting and you just sold me on BSN and that vision and that vision aligning with me and this being the best place for me. And it's just where I felt valued. So we just started that up. And I think the draft was like a, the next month. So we killed the draft coverage. I kept doing film rooms. They drafted Paxton Lynch that draft, and I did a two-part film room. And that first part got like 10,000 views, which was a big deal for us because it got retweeted by Paxton's agent. And that was another like massive Yeah, I, I remember at some me. point actually after the downtown office when we didn't renew that and we went for a portion there. We were about like a year with no office. Yeah. Maybe a little less or a little more. Like right maybe around Maybe a that. little more. Yeah. yeah. A little more maybe. And I remember we decided to set up ATS under the... Guideline that we'd... I'd have well, like no, a professional the, No, no, with. no. What was the... What was the betting... My bookie? No, 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 no. The, the, the algorithm that we used. Mm, YPP. Oh, YPP. That's right. That's right. I had a lot of success yep. in YPP my last year in radio. Yeah. I actually was in a South Stands weekly betting league with Cullen and, and Reedy and them, and I went on like an 11-week-in-a-row tear oh, wow. where I didn't lose anything Wow. with YPP. I don't think you ever told me that. And I was like sold on it, and then so I got with you and I said, hey, dude, yeah, I yeah. showed you YPP. Yes, yes. We were going to do it with an offshore bookie. He fell off. So it was just us. Like the Monday we were supposed to yeah, launch, yeah, you yeah. called me and told me, dude, right. he can't do it. So. Yeah. So. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you added another algorithm to uh, another formula Estimated to YPP. Estimated wins. Estimated yeah. wins. Which, so which we, I had learned about. Yeah. 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 So so we, we took estimated wins and YPP. We merged them together to create this grandiose thing. And yeah. it ended up. We ended up going like 500 that year. It mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't mm -hmm. great success. Yeah, in a way, those were almost better tools to predict what the spread was, should have been going into that week. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. Huda. especially YPP. Yeah, yeah. YPP. I mean, Vegas 100% used some variation of that. Yeah. Because it's so on the money for like 90% of yeah. the lines. And, and for, for those wondering, YPP is yards per play. Right. And Vegas uses these algorithms to 
essentially create a plus minus yeah. that gives a team a grade on their yards per play. And mm -hmm. historically, teams that have a higher variance, a, a higher positive variance, they do well and it's indicative in how many points they win mm -hmm. by and things like that yeah it's a way of looking at it from a micro perspective yeah not getting fooled by maybe a fluky touchdown at the end of the game or something like right, point right. differentials more what estimated win takes into account but ypp really shrinks the game down to a play-by-play -play yard basis you know yeah, 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 totally, totally. So, okay, so so, so we're doing that for a yeah. while. And I remember we were kind of stuck in limbo for a while there where you were like, okay, hey, like, what are we, what are we doing? When are right. we going to finally get to, you know, some sort of, uh, <laughs> right. you know, not this being a part-time job yeah. where I'm paid like a part-time job but I'm still working like <laughs> right. whatever you need me to do. Right. I don't remember if that was like 2017 or 2018 or something, but you you were right, just kind of in then, the mix, yeah, yeah, just fully dedicated all the time. I remember. Oh yeah, this is all I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Was there ever a time that you doubted that this would work? Like, did you ever tell your wife, "I'm not sure, honey, if this is gonna work"? No, 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 no. Not that I would tell her. <laughs> Moments of doubt that would seep in, you know. But I just believed in this idea too much. So, so there were, there were moments of doubt, but never quite, it's just like, man, how can we get over this hurdle? So we put a thing online where we, we, whenever we made you full-time, which was 2018. Yeah. Yeah. We had a hidden camera in the room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't a hidden camera. I just had my phone somewhere, but, yeah. and brought you in and surprised you with the news that you were going full-time. Yeah. You're you're pretty. I was pretty psyched. You're, you're pretty psyched. It's a pretty emotional moment. Yeah, for sure. Walk us through that. Just this, like I mean, this sounds weird. From, from like walk us through how great you felt. No, but just like, just like 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 I don't know. Like was that like what did that mean? Like, you know, tell us about that. I guess. Yes. Yeah, so the month prior, we sat down, had a meeting because I proposed a full time role to you. Uh, that was the problem. Was you know you. Bless your heart, Brian. I'm real, uh, Brandon. I'm really grateful to you for this. I can't even say your name right, but <laughs> boy, you you tried to find fits for me, and you know, as we've illustrated for a while there, it was hard to find an exact fit. And so I proposed this full time role to you of still doing all the stuff I was doing, but being the head of analytics, having up to date mm. stats yes, all yes, the yes. time, yeah, and yeah, you uh, were pitching that hard, yeah. yeah, and having this algorithm, and it would be like a QBR war type thing for every position in all the major four sports. And you kind of sat on it, but basically told me, yeah, I really like that. I think you're, you're well. And then we had our launch party because we launched the new site going to subscription, and you had like two slides about me, our in in house guru. Oh, so oh, I wasn't yeah. hired full time, but two slides at our launch party were about me. So I was telling Kate, like, I've got a good feeling I'm going to be hired full-time in the next couple of weeks. So it was probably, like, the chillest period of my BSN time was, like, I was kind of not hustling because I was like, you know, it's, I'm going to be full-time in a couple of weeks. I might as well take it easy. And I was on Christmas break during this time. In that time, I messed up a podcast and Ryan got back to me and was like, hey, what happened with this? And then I messed something else up and you got back to me and were like, dude, what is this? And gave me one of your patented unacceptables, I believe. <laughs> so all this is in the lead up to I know I'm about to have this sit down with you about getting hired full time. But I 
can't manage to not screw up. And little do I know, these screw ups were somewhat embellished or not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 kind of embellished them <laughs> right. to make you feel. Yeah, right. Yeah. All for this long game play of tricking me into thinking that I wasn't going to be hired full time while hiring me full time and having a hidden camera. So, so we're like, hey, we need to talk. We <laughs> right. need to have a talk. Right. And we like we're super serious and like. When you came in, I remember oh. I told Allie and Lindsay, like, hey, be really serious because he's going to be like, hey, is Brandon here? And then you guys just be like, yeah, he's in the back and just like put your head down and walk away. That vibe in the office was so screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is going on? It's like family. Any other day I'm here now, it's like, oh, just wait here. Brandon's in a meeting. He'll have you. It's like, what is, where am I? Like, what is going on? And obviously nervous because I was, you know, it was a big moment. But uh, I, there was a part, small part of me that thought, oh, maybe this isn't the right time to be hired full time, and maybe this isn't it. I remember in the drive there thinking, man, if it's not meant to be with BSN, I, I don't even want to be a sports reporter. Like mm. it's, wow. it's this place or the highway. Wow. Because this is so much than just the sports news, yeah, you know. Yeah, this, yeah. It, it just fits me in all the ways that we try to innovate and do stuff. So, and you set it up. I've seen the video a million times. You're like, uh, Andre, you gave the proposal for the analytics. And while I think it's a great idea, I can kind of pause and then, no, it's a great idea. And we're hiring full time. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah, where. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Allie comes in with a cake. So that's where it was really revealed that this was all like yeah, a long term yeah, setup. Had a cake. Everyone had, was yeah, in it. Whole, yeah, yeah. So there, if you see the video still on Twitter, I'm sure. But, you, you know, it's an array of F-bombs from me just overjoyed by this being a prank and being part of the team full time. So, yeah, it was pretty, yeah. pretty special. Yeah, yeah. Really cool thing. Yeah, you know, I that's funny. I don't necessarily remember always trying to find a job for you. But but I but now that you mention it, I think that you know, here's the thing is I think that you really the people that you really feel great about that you want a part of it, you figure out a way to make them a part yeah. of it. You yeah. know, and and you just you end up saying like, okay, well, we're not going to end up doing this without him or without her. <laughs> right, right. So let's just figure this out, you yeah. know. Or they put enough work in and everyone accounts on them so much right. that eventually you say like, well, geez, what are we doing? We got to pay this <laughs> right. person, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then it's like, okay, well, now we got to put him on full time, you know? Yeah. So like guy who's producing the show, here he is. Like, That's like, you mold, know, yes. yeah. The guy just is around every day or every time you turn around, the fucking guy's standing yeah. and you're working. Yeah. Right. Eventually you have to pay the guy. Eventually you got to bring him on full time and then you just let him. And then eventually, you know, people just, the way that we work here is, this isn't a tell people what to do kind of place no, that much, you no, know? No, so if no. you have to be told what to do a bunch, it's actually like a big negative. Yeah. We're looking for people that just want to show up, create a bunch of cool stuff, work together, have great ideas, and boom, let, let's go. Let's let it fly. Because the whole idea of this is like is, is that it's a canvas. Yeah, right. And so once people are like that in, are in, and they get it, oh, and then perfect. they're just working, well, then you just are like, right. okay, well, yeah, make sure that we have money for this person, you yeah. know, always. And then boom, you know. Right off to the races and they're just creating stuff and building Total. you know yeah and fast forward to a year later i mean we hired two people this year and gail kale and guy boy i can't say your y'all's names today that i had interviewed and brought in as interns you know oh, so yeah, yeah. pretty cool transition from yeah yeah so you pretty much later. yeah you pretty much vet all the interns all right. All right you know there's so much stuff that you actually do guess so huh yeah, yeah i mean yeah. you put all my pods in yep yep load you, those up yep yep you do 
film rooms, you do game grades, you do the draft pod, you do the now the fantasy pod, you do all the subscription upkeep on the metric side, all of the merchandise statistics, nope. PayPal, nope. Uh, help desk nope. from the info box nope. and the help box. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and if I can, I help out on some content if anyone yeah. reaches out. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's no, and I mean, the beauty is we've hired a lot of people, so they've been able to take stuff off my plate, you know? Like, Michaela's yeah. been a great hire for oh, me, taking the social incredible. off my plate yeah. and, you know, the production stuff. Oh, yeah, because we and, did marketing together, oh, sure. remember? We oh, did, sure. yeah. Yeah, I'd have those all, like, scheduled out. Ad me tweets, and you would know? sit there. We would <laughs> schedule out an entire month's full yeah. of ad marketing. Yeah. You would... I would then go and create the ads myself, right? Which right, I had yep. no business doing. And yeah. um, now I, I looked back at them though, and I was They're, like, "Hey, you know those what? Those aren't bad. The, yeah. They weren't like just for using banner snack and like PNG images yes. and stuff." I was I like, agree. "Yeah, you know, could have been worse. Could have mm-hmm. been much worse." Anyway, our um, last versions before letting D line and all the graphics people take over was pretty good. Pretty good, I'd say. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, the ones you look at from the early BSN days, those are like, oh. Yeah, well, that was the big thing. Like, uh, Eric rebranding everything and re- oh, and gosh. re and all of the graphic stuff and changing the way ads looked and, and you know, and all of that. That's right. like the new, that wave, that brought in a whole new thing, you know? Oh, yeah. And we don't get, you know, I mean, it's part of that. Like when I think of our transformation, like, like the different stages, like it's Eric and Adam, you know, Oh yeah. uh, as far as the way that the company looks and feels, you know, at least as far as changes, you know, in, in this new thing. So anyway, anyway, so let's get back to you. So yeah, I mean, over the time, over the last couple of years, you've just kind of been the you, you, every company has to have a guy like you i'm pretty convinced i'm pretty sure well i appreciate it <laughs> that you just have to have somebody that will that can just do well in in the thing was is like for me like i don't necessarily have like a set skill set i kind of have uh, this thing where uh, i i just want to keep driving this as fast as we can and so yeah. i try to do as much as I can, and sometimes right. I, some things I do better than others. Sure, uh, sure. I probably don't do anything great, but I don't do necessarily anything like bad either. Right. I can kind of, right. and so I think that eventually, like you need someone that you can also show all this stuff and say, "Hey, right." And you're kind of like a. You, you, we're very similar in the sense that you're kind of this kind of universal. Sure. Guy, yeah. too. There's kind of a lot mm-hmm. of stuff you can do. Some stuff is way out of your wheelhouse. Total, total. Oh. Um, like, we tried to have you do some design stuff oh on God. our web pages and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. he's not going to be able to do that. Oh, speaking of banner, I was looking at an old uh, standings template I'd made. Hideous. It's like for the nuggets, it's like yellow with blue text. Looks horrendous. Yeah, I have no mind for design. Or even when I do the spreadsheets, you'll often step in and say, "Hey, can you make this column different or reformat it like this?" You have a very clear aesthetic for a lot of stuff. I don't have any sort of aesthetic. Yeah, you know, here's the thing though. Just I think don't. like in a startup, you end up just having people around. Yeah that can just do everyone's just doing as much as whatever they can yep and then as you grow then you start hiring like people that are skilled in certain departments right 
you know, people that can actually take photographs and do digital (laughs) design and produce. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're hiring, you know, just just skill based people like we're talking about hiring someone now that handles just merchandise and events and they can, you know, it's like you don't get to hire like the merchandise girl in (laughs) or guy, whatever, you know, in the first at yeah. the beginning of this right. thing. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of... So so how has that changed for you? And like, what's your perception been as as we've just kind of gone through this huge growth and everything in, in transformation? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just try to keep up, you know? But I mean, it's it's been amazing. I've never felt more professionally fulfilled than I am right now. And I'm just at a good place where I've got a good balance with the business stuff and the, uh, you know, creative more content creation stuff so i'm i'm just in a in a really nice spot because i'm we've got enough help to where i'm not feeling like everything falls on me but i'm still able to kind of get my hats in all these different rings and help out with different stuff and you know just really feel like i have an investment and i'm bought in and the people around me are are bought in and you know everyone's just working in the same direction it's been been just uh, we're in a nice spot right now yeah it's been pretty crazy right this uh, how how did you feel like we handled covid as a company and and you can just be like totally open i think we were great i think the message from the top was essential you know to really feel like we at least have a clear-cut message here and i mean man it's nice being who we are in these constantly evolving situations prior to covid you could not be adaptable and still survive because you've been doing things a certain way for 20 years and you can keep going on that way this has forced people to adapt adapt adjust and that's just what we've always done so it's just been like okay these are the circumstances we've been dealt with these are the parameters that we've got and we have to work with, let's go. And it's really opened up a lot of doors for us, like streaming podcasts and video podcasts, which is something we were already talking about, but this allowed us to go full blown and do stuff like watches and all that. So I think, you know, I think we've made the best of it. And that's about as, as positive a thing as I think you can say about anyone handling this situation. It's been interesting to watch you turn into this, you know, I see on the live stream and you've got <laughs> sunglasses on and a gold chain and you're a, you're, you're a caricature of yourself That's on, right. <laughs> on a betting show. Yeah, it's a persona, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just on there being entertaining and, wow, informative and just really kind of, you know, fully, it, you can tell you're extremely comfortable and stuff. So how have how like have you noticed this transformation in yourself did you picture yourself becoming this person and and you know that we see and and yeah maybe 20 years ago yes maybe uh two years ago no (laughs) you know (laughs) but you know it's just reps that's what i found with all of this stuff it's just reps and then you get comfortable and the more comfortable you get you know I mean, just like anything we've done, I, I could look back on the first week of Beth's shows we did and probably be pretty embarrassed by it, you know. I feel like I didn't totally know what I was talking about. And you just get in a rhythm and you get going. 
Well, as a company, we have a little better understanding of who our voice is. Yeah. You know, uh, BSN's voice was like, it was like traditional. It was like trying to be professional. Yeah. It was like, we're not too confident in, in exactly who we are right now uh-huh. yet. Right. Uh, we're trying to still be a thing. Right. I thought the rebranding uh, and the design that the content design that Adam has kind of brought over. The way things look and feel, mm-hmm. I think he's kind of driven that. Yeah. And you even see it even in the yeah. betting show that yeah. you guys did because they created that. He originally kind of created the DNBA template and then mm-hmm. has kind of scaled it outside of that. Yeah, there's that's been a made freedom people, with that. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. That's what I was going to say. The whole style of it is liberating and people have responded 100%. in a liberating way to that. It's kind of nice doing a shorter pod too. Like, I, I, every podcast I've ever done is an hour plus, you know? Yeah, and I, I yeah. just caught up and get, kept, keep going, you know? I, I, can, I can hardly do a shorter pod, but it's been nice having the bets pods be shorter, and they're sillier because of that in a way, and they're more... You don't take yourself as seriously. I also think once we did the switch to the rebrand, putting culture brand in that, making that kind of part of us as well... I think made me at least feel a little less stuffy. Yeah. Just like, yeah, let's roll with this. Yeah, like, yep, yep, yep. Everything yeah. doesn't have to be like AP approved, you know? Right, right, right. Totally. Totally. Like I can entertain people. It's yeah. okay to entertain people and that be the main focus of what I'm doing. Yeah. Not just inform. So what do you think's next for DNVR? It's a great question. If I knew we would have had a meeting about it already. But I'm excited. <laughs> I... We better keep pushing, though, you know? Ha, yeah. Ha, There's ha, no resting on our laurels here. How do you like us getting more into lifestyle stuff? Uh, I think it's great. I think it works. I was against it at first. I don't know. I thought, in a sense, it was a cop-out. In a sense, it delegitimized us. I love it now, though. And also, it's like, don't get caught up in labels, people. Don't get caught up in labels, you know? You can be a lot of things at once. But I don't know. I think lifestyle's the right way to go because we need to entertain people. Yeah. I think we can't lose sight of that. What do you think is the biggest misconception people have about DNVR? Even if it's positive, even if they think it's like whatever. Like like what's something that you think is widely thought of that you that you don't think is true? Well, funny enough, now I think people think we're kind of like this big corporate entity and that's kind of the misconception that like everything's following some sort of corporate guideline or something mm. when we're still i mean we're bigger than we used to be but we're still pretty darn small yeah and like every project is being greenlit by a like smaller group that's working on it intimately and really like digging in and getting their hands dirty and i think that's why our stuff still feels authentic and good and still f- kind of has a very original grassroots vibe to it because that is what it is that hasn't changed one bit about us we just have better equipment and more skilled people or more experienced people so it looks and feels better and we've learned some hard lessons and it is better right but we're still this we're the same people man no one's running us you know we're we run ourselves in ways that allow us to stay alive and keep growing in the ways that we want to grow you know right we're, right right we're still very much the 
at the helm and controlling our own destiny. Okay, well, let's let's get out of here. Final three questions here. Let's go. Uh, most important book to you ever has to has to has to be Blood Feud by our uh, former colleague Adrian Dater. In the intro, wow. Adrian talks your about your most important book ever is an Adrian Dater book. That's outstanding. It is. That's it is. It, it caught me in that sweet spot of my life where I had a communications degree. I had a minor in journalism. I'd learned how to do video editing and all this stuff, but that book, learning about Dater and how he started in the 80s as a reporter just crashing on his friend's couch and kind of coming to Denver without a plan, gave me some sort of hope that this crazy dream might be achievable. So I'm, I'm not here if, I ne if I've never read that book. I never yeah. believe I ever even have the skills to be a sports writer, even that's sports amazing. writer. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, that is kind of a classic in the hockey world. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of guys who, when they're on, they're really like... Oh, yeah. Like, say what you want about Dater, but like yeah. when Dater's on, he's, no, about, he's, no. he's, he's about as good as yeah. it gets. Okay, so let's go to the next one. It's been We've been off for a couple of weeks, so yeah. pardon the delay on that. So next one is going to be the most underrated athlete of all time. Oh, man. In some ways, in some ways, I think it's Terrell Davis. Even though he's a Hall hmm. of Famer, even though he's an MVP. That's interesting. I, I feel it, like once you're in the Hall of Fame, I know. I it's tough to be underrated, especially him because like he was a fringe Hall of Famer and he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Maybe now he's legitimized to where you got to take that tag off. He's not underrated anymore. Yeah. Man, that is such a tough one. I think because like a guy like a guy who... Well, I mean, this isn't about what mine is. Well, I know, but I'd love to know. I think there are some guys who are extremely underrated, particularly running backs. That's what I love. I yeah, think Fred yeah. Taylor was one of the most underrated players of all time. I think Priest Holmes, who ran for 28 touchdowns in a single mm. year and ran for like 5,000 yards in three seasons, pretty much had the greatest yeah. three-season stretch in NFL history outside of maybe Eric Dickerson. No one talks about like Like no one really talks about yeah. that. Uh, and then running backs are up there, man. There's some great ones. Yeah, there's some really, really great ones. To some um, extent, I think Barry Sanders is really underrated. I mean, just because of the fact that he was so great. Like yeah. sometimes you're just so like like Barry Sanders to me is like there's like the greatest running back of all time, which is him, and then number two is just like on a different city block. Like it's totally. very, very far away from totally. him. Or it's Jim Brown, and you say they kind of are as untackleable to their eras. Yeah. Okay, so you got to pick one. Most underrated athlete of all time. Yeah, I'm going Barry Sanders. Okay. The space or the business that you're most excited about in the near future? I'm really excited for just on-demand content and the direction that keeps going in and what that means to our consumption of media and uh, how that switches up. So I guess there isn't a... Uh, I, I'm interested in keeping on following the trends. More yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, I, I'm, I'm really... I, I've, I really saw us as... Coming into 2019, I really saw us as, like, live stream. I wanted to go all in on live yeah, stream. Yeah. I wanted to be all about live stream. I didn't exactly know how. Right. But I wanted us to go all in on live stream. And then... Oh, I mean, Adam seems to be getting a ton of pub in this episode, but he kind of... Yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of had this vision, and then Allie, his, right. you know, they've kind of worked together to create this yeah. kind of live streaming right. world where we stream everything. Even when I came to record this, guys, like, 
we streaming this? I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah this, right. is, this is just a podcast. Right. But yeah, that started with TDSP, and now it's become all podcasts. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. Building those studios out for streaming and stuff was like the first. Yeah. Building the studio of the old office. Yeah. Talk about another hard-earned It's lesson. been crazy. Do you yeah. think you work harder now than you used to or the same? Or were there times where, or in the early days, where you think back like, and you're like, oh, thank God I don't have to work that hard anymore? There are times in the early days where I was working harder than I do now. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the time I was working harder was like my first year being full-time. I really like... I. It was, I was so honored to be hired full time to do this. I felt guilty if I wasn't getting work done. So I was really, do you ever feel like the new people when they say, like, oh man, it's been crazy. I'm really working a lot. Do you ever feel like, do you ever think, like, oh, geez. They have no idea. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. They have no idea because, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, DIY in a lot of ways, you know, do it yourself and do it all. And you didn't have as much help and it felt like more work and it felt like less resources to do it. So yeah, for sure. And a lot more uncertainty, you know, that always adds, adds to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you're fighting for survival, that's a different kind. Right. It's the only thing that can really make you like, you can't actually work that hard and that long if you're not fighting for survival. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Totally dude. Like, like, because then you're just asking yourself like, what am I doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. but the other way you can just like tell your loved ones, like, I'm sorry, I can't be in your life right now. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not that you've ever given that exact speech. <laughs> You're like, man, that sounded like it was really comfortable. You, you, yeah. you were really comfortable giving that speech. Cool. Hey, thanks for coming by, bro. Hey, thank thanks you, for doing Brandon. it, man. Yeah. All right. That'll do it, guys. I'll see you tomorrow on the DMVR Biz podcast. Your boy Rex, what up? Sean Price, what up?